Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. Thanks for joining me for another episode in my Gutsy Ladies podcast. And I have to say up front, I've had some really beautiful um, comments from people that I've run into or people who've rung me to say that they've shared my podcast with someone else. They've seen that person again. This is a friend's hairdresser. It's like, oh, my God, I love this podcast. And the really cool part of that piece of feedback was the person who got into listening to the podcast said, you know what? I actually didn't think I would ever need a life coach, but maybe I do. So that is like high praise for someone like me when I know that this podcast and the content in it, which you know I'm sharing incredibly rawly and honestly with, is hitting its mark. And what I mean by that is that the stuff that you're hearing about is resonating with you because A, you are on the same journey. You are feeling and experiencing what I've been experiencing as well as what my clients have. But two, you're getting information from this podcast that is helping you to navigate midlife, navigate your relationships and navigate everything that's on your plate. And that is what this is about. So really thank you for all that feedback. And I probably haven't said this in any other episode, but I'm always looking for some really cool insights on what other topics to share about. So don't hesitate to um, email me or direct message me. This topic today is one that has come from some interactions with people on social media and, as usual, from my own personal experience. And it's around the topic of loneliness or what I should be saying more accurately, feelings of loneliness that I personally experienced when I really recognised I wanted to do some cool different stuff in my midlife. And this is something I don't think gets talked enough about And by bringing this out in the open, sharing this topic with you today, I'm I'm hoping it um, eases a bit of a load that I am confident some of you are feeling. And particularly if you are listening to this podcast because you've recognised that you want to make midlife and beyond something even better than what you've had thus far. And that is what I see as the true gutsy midlife experience. So I'm going to share why, um, like three key reasons that I feel this feeling of loneliness comes up when you make that decision to be different, do different or have different in midlife. And I'm also going to share three ways that I think you can help to address these feelings. And also my number one key tip to be able to probably minimise the feelings quicker than you could ever imagine. So what I'm talking about is um, 
I, I recognize this for myself when I was um, full blown, you know, empty nesting. And um, what I think really dawned on me when um, all our children have left the house is the rhythm of life changed quite dramatically but not overnight it's a little bit like the frog that gets in the water and the water temperature goes up slowly 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 and then ultimately the frog gets boiled in the water because they didn't recognize just the slight different changes in temperature and I think that can happen for our empty nesters but even for our gutsy ladies who may not have been in relationships and parenting in, but it's around their relationships with other empty nesters because so much change can happen when that dynamic comes online. And like that real shift of, you know, children have left the nest, the structure around um, the dependency of them and um, getting them through their education and um, they go off to have their lives and you know, there's two adults generally in a home and their friends in the subsequent relationships around them, there's like, wow, there's gaps in time and what are we going to do about this? So as I said, I found myself at that time going great, rejoicing it, looking forward to it. My daughter is quite funny, my youngest one, um, when she distinctly remembers that the day after her valedictory of year 12, I woke her up that morning to say, great, you are officially no longer my daughter. You are now my flatmate. It was a little bit harsh, I recognise now. But that's that was the excitement that I had around this next phase. But then I remember having these feelings of, wow, I want different. I'm willing to explore what different is. But it felt what I can only now describe as a bit lonely. Now, there's three key reasons that I have reflected on why I felt this way and see if these resonate for you. Number one, I actually felt that I couldn't share with anyone the positive and the negative experiences, uh, sorry, feelings that I had around this stage in my life, um, particularly the negative. It's like, well, how do I share that I'm feeling a little bit lonely with people who are in my life and they might actually feel a bit weirded out or that I'm being a bit disloyal that, you know, these beautiful friends I have or family members I have in my life are not potentially enough. So when a human loses that ability to share with people that are important to them, that's one reason I felt or I feel that also that humans can feel quite lonely because you lose that ability to share. And particularly we women, we do like to process massive generalization, um, but generally as women, one of our beautiful coping mechanisms is that we like to vocalize, verbalize and process how we're feeling to be able to, and share that with someone to actually work out what's going on. So I think the fact that I couldn't feel that I could honestly share that with anyone without potentially upsetting them, then that that brought on these feelings of loneliness. Um, a second bit is that I think a lot of it also stemmed for me is that 
I actually wanted quite different from what I perceived my friends and my family around me wanted. And so I felt a bit isolated, like I was wanting such different things that, again, how could I share it? How could I acknowledge it without offending? Because there was almost that piece of, well, what's wrong with what we've got? So, for example, a classic example is this is I was living in a beautiful town, Toowoomba. It remains a beautiful town, city, and it's got the most, you know, it's just got a fabulous lifestyle attached to it and it has no beach. (laughs) And I am someone that as much as I, I explored pretty much every trail that Toowoomba had to offer. I got out there. I was doing it all. And I had this yearning for the sea. But you can see that if I was going to share that with people that absolutely adored where I lived, um, and I know this happened a little bit when we made the decision to actually relocate, was like, well, this is, we found this to be our final resting place. This is where we will retire. And a little bit unwritten with that was, so if it's good enough for us, why wouldn't it be good enough for you? But Anyway, end of the day, I actually, it's none of my business what other people think about what I do. So, you know, I'm glad I was able to navigate that. But I think that was the second reason is when you want something so different or you feel that it is so different from what others want, then again, you seem to, you feel a bit lonely because you don't want to share it. You hold it back. And then the third piece about it was that I could probably, if I, when I was really thinking about expressing that feeling of loneliness I had never ever felt that in my life before I think the only time in my life that it could have been that and I didn't recognize it back then was back in year 12 I um, was voted in as borders captain and through that experience it was a little bit isolating because I went from being amongst my peers to in charge of my peers and some of the people that were so excited for me to be their leader didn't like it when I had to action some of those leadership position roles. But that's about the only other time that I could think in my life that I had these feelings of loneliness, like feeling apart from others, feeling alone. And it was so foreign. I was like, how do I even address this? And so again, because those feelings were there, but not being able to be acknowledged or expressed, um, it it, it can be something that without um, the stuff that I did to address it and also with the insights and experience I had in training, I think this is, you know, there is no accident that loneliness is a major health concern moving forward as we age. In fact, I'm pretty confident, I heard the other day that in the UK, the government over there has created a whole um, department within their government which is um basically about loneliness because they see that um aging people lonely put a major draw on the economy um and that's what this comes back to full circle with this woman who was talking about how lonely she feels in her um retirement years even though she was so looking forward to it and it's because of this isolation so Hopefully those three things that I've recognised that were going on for me, if this is something you're feeling, hoping you can recognise that for yourself in there. And the really interesting piece about loneliness is that um, 
chronic feelings of it will have a stress response on your body and will and can lead to burnout. So if that's something that also resonates with you, that you've been feeling signs and symptoms of burnout, as in lethargy, um, no desire to really do the stuff that used to be exciting to you, just feeling overwhelmed and not knowing where to move forward or stuck, please make sure that you click the link on this podcast and download um, my little ebook about how to deal with burnout. Because that, you know, this these feelings of loneliness can absolutely have that impact on your nervous system. And in that little ebook, I actually go through the fact that it's not you personally that's burnt out, but it is your nervous system when you've had chronic overload or stress and don't have practices to nourish your nervous system. It can just um, skyrocket. So um, as I said before, there are three reasons that for me is why I think it happens and now I want to share three ways in which I think um, it is really useful to address this. And there's no real secrets with what I'm about to share because I find these are three pretty good secrets with how to address any negative um, emotional habit loop that you might have going on. And um, the very first one is to honour what you're feeling. It's to actually, if you've been listening already and straight away it's like, wow, I actually think she's in my head. I think she's hearing or feeling what I'm feeling. Then the absolute first thing for anyone to do is to honour it. And what I mean by honour it is to acknowledge that that's what's going on. Because if you don't honour it and take that new level of awareness with it, then how can you action anything that you're not acknowledging? And that's, that is a big thing. The opposite of honouring is denying. No, this couldn't be me. I'm not the sort of person that would ever feel lonely. I'm not the sort of person that could share with anyone that I could feel lonely because what if they say to me, how could you possibly feel lonely because you have so many people around you? Loneliness is not about the volume of humans you have around you. Loneliness or feelings of loneliness are very internal. So honouring how you're feeling and really allowing your inner coach as in the compassionate part of your being to allow you to feel these feelings versus your inner critic which is basically going oh god seriously how could you possibly feel lonely what's this really about no you know you're not that sort of person and if that critic is yelling at you your coach will be getting quieter and quieter your level of compassion to yourself will be diminishing so honouring these feelings and allowing the inner coach in you to be compassionate to yourself that that's what you're feeling and that's okay. And like all feelings, in time it will pass. But when we deny how we feel and we shut it down and we suppress it, it is like putting fuel to a fire that you can't even see. And that's the worst bit about denial and suppression. You just feed a beast that, funnily enough, gets bigger and bigger and will turn around and smack you on the head one day and you won't even know where it's come from. So number one, honour. Honour what you're feeling. And this is practices like journaling or thought diaries are really powerful for this. Or even, you know, working out the one person in this world. It may not be someone that's in your day-to-day world. It may be someone 
that you've always trusted and felt safe with, honouring how you're feeling and sharing it with someone really, really trustworthy and loving in your life, that can release the valve. Because that is actually leading through to, um, you know, number two here is to honour not just those feelings but what's coming up. Like where where do you think your first starting point is here? Is it to reach out to someone? Is it to just start to write down a thought diary or a journal about what you're thinking and and what's what's behind it? Like for me, when I had those feelings and I was starting to reflect on it, what I did notice most for me, it was I had a beautiful tribe of humans that were in my life um, professionally and personally and I wanted more. I wanted to explore another whole area of life in a different environment, doing different things, for example, like surfing. And, you know, I just wanted to go and experience more and different. So for me, it was I got it down on paper. I got it in my journaling. And very quickly I noticed that once I honoured that and was able to think of ways to deal with it, and for me it was expressing that with my husband, then that just provided such a relief valve that um, I haven't had those feelings again. But I do recognise, um, and particularly for some of my gutsy ladies I've coached, it, it can be as simple as that or it might need longer support. And sometimes that is about the fact that these feelings of loneliness have come up time and time again through different phases of life and they have not been addressed. So that's the gold about midlife, right? I find you can get to this midlife phase and so many layers of the onion may need to be tidied up and cleaned up before you can move forward really, really freshly and healthily. And now the third thing and it all leads in, like honouring is important. Honouring then expressing and, look, you know, working out your next, you know, action stage is finding your tribe, like finding the people that you are not just willing to share this with because you feel that it would be safe, but also recognising these are probably the people that you want to move forward with around what's coming for you and like this is very much what the gutsy ladies program has actually been developing and a message that came through from one of our gutsy ladies yesterday was a classic example about how beautiful it is to be in a community that there is no judgment because every single gutsy lady currently in the program they're all dealing with their own particular um getting ready to get ready to retire goal as well as health goals. They've got their own stuff going on, but the themes around it about, you know, self-belief or lack of confidence or um, probably two of the biggest ones, am I enough and worthiness, there's a theme around this. So being in a community with other women who are going through the same stuff and in a really, really um, loving and non-judgmental space is really what helps any human to move forward. It's that unconditional um, nature of interactions, like true relationships. So that third piece about finding your tribe is what I was saying before is what ultimately leads to 
that new phase fully developing for you. And finding your tribe does not mean that you have to basically get rid of all other tribes that you've been in to this point. And if you recognize that, it finds it easier to add some more tribes because it's not like everything over the last decades have been set in stone, okay? I think there's friends for seasons and there's friends for different times in your life and reasons, and I think that ever-evolving, changeable nature of relationships in your life is a much healthier perspective. And so if, you know, if you're finding that you have got to this stage and you want more and you want to be more, and so for that is to actually add another tribe into your mix, then that's a really healthy, nourishing space to be. And it does not mean you have to leave the others behind. It means you might have to do a little bit more juggling on your social calendar. But to be fair, what I've noticed most is it's because these gaps in time provide time that if you don't fill it with things that really feed you, you can have a little bit too much time in your hands to be thinking stuff that's not even actually real. So there's a beautiful quote that I just want to leave you with that I think sums up um, what I'm probably explaining most about the path for anyone who's just questioning, like, why why is everything so good around me and I've got excitement about what I want to move toward, but I've got this little niggling feeling of loneliness. And this is the quote that I want to leave you with and see what how it resonates with you because it really resonated with me over this topic. Be willing to go alone sometimes. You don't need permission to grow because not everyone you started with you will finish with you. And that's okay. And really, the one constant for any of us in this life, midlife or any other stage, is change. And the more that we embrace the feelings of change, the actions of change, the whole inevitability of it, and surrender to it and honour it, the healthier and happier all humans are. Look forward to hearing any comments you've got around this. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. Are you ready to recharge your life? Are you slipping towards burnout? Or maybe you're already there. (laughs) Make sure you grab my free guide called Heal from Burnout and Recharge Your Life for some really actionable tips that I learned the hard way. Click on the link in the show notes of your podcast app. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who just may need a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.